Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I can't tell you how excited I am today to bring you our featured guest, Shelly Whitehead. Shelly, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. It's really lovely to be with you. Oh, it's great to have you here. And for anybody who maybe doesn't know Shelly well, let me give you a little background. Shelly Whitehead is a relationship, dating, and bereavement expert. She works with bereaved, dumped, and divorced men and women. And she's known for helping heal broken hearts, reconnecting them to a life they love. Shelly, do me a favor. If, if you don't mind, if there's any blanks from that intro, go ahead and fill those in and then give us a little glimpse into your personal life if you would. Sure. Uh, not many blanks. I mean, other than I also work with couples in distress. So everything to do with relationships is, uh, yeah, what I do. And I do it because I've been there. I've been bereaved. I lost my first husband to cancer after nearly, nearly 21 years of marriage. Got married when I was really young. I was 19. He was 10 years older than me. Um, and once I had kind of worked through that and I found that I was stable, my children were stable, I married again. It was about two and a bit years later to a best friend of almost 30 years. We'd grown up together. And that resulted in me being dumped and then divorced. So I really work with what I've lived. And uh, for me um, and for my clients, it's about not getting stuck. Um, so there aren't any shortcuts you know, in this process. You've got to feel what you're feeling and you can't ignore the emotions and you've got to go through the challenges and the obstacles. But the whole thing is about transitioning to a new place where you can create a life that you love again. Um, and that's what I have done. Fantastic. And, and mm. I, I think it's wonderful that you put it right out front. This isn't about shortcuts. Yeah, it yeah. isn't. <laughs> I you wish it was there sometimes. There shortcuts, right? Like we could just yeah. win the lottery and bang, everything's good. Absolutely. I mean, if I could wave a wand and do that in my life and my clients' lives, yeah, believe me, I would. But there's something so valuable about this process of kind of going through the challenge, the obstacle, um, because the one thing we don't have when we're going through it is the bird's eye view, you know, the helicopter mm -hmm. view. Mm -hmm. But when we've gone through it, it's kind of like you look back and you can see the stepping stones. And I know for me, you know, I've, I would say I, I've got my metaphorical PhD in <laughs> relationships <laughs> because of the processes I have been through. Yeah. Now that's great. Mm. Well, let me ask you then, Shelley. 
what do you use? I mean, maybe you don't use this, but I, I find it's helpful to have a guiding principle or something that you can kind of come back to when you get maybe a little bit off path in your partnerships. What do you do to keep you on track? Um, if there will be any of my clients listening to this, they're going to smile because not only do I use it, but I kind of like drum it in and I preach <laughs> it almost. So there are three words here. And it's not that I've come up with this myself, but I've heard it and I apply it. So here it is. Stop being defensive. Mm. Um, and it's not easy, Ken. I mean, it's it's really not one of the easiest things to do, but it is certainly one of the most effective things to do. Because when we're being defensive, it's kind of like we are defending our ego. You know, he sees or she sees, um, I think you are being or I think you are or you didn't. or And immediately we come back with, oh, no, I don't, you know, I didn't do that. Or last week you did this or you always and you never. And we kind of go into that defensive pattern of the yes, but. Um, when we stop being defensive, and this is across the board because it works professionally and it works personally in all relationships. When we do this, we start listening with our heart. Uh, so I say, if it's kind, it's love, and if it's love, it's real. You can imagine a triangle, and the tip of the triangle, if we sort of put the kindness or love, and then the bottom right-hand corner of the triangle the word compassion and the bottom left hand corner of the triangle would be acceptance so the process kind of goes with you're kind or you're loving and when you are that way you step into someone else's shoes you start listening with your heart and when you truly hear where they're coming from you can have compassion and when there's compassion automatically you kind of fall into a form of acceptance. You may not agree with how it is for them, but their feelings and their perception are very real to them. And it's a very, very valuable process when we stop defending that ego and we start listening with our heart. Yes, that is amazing. Thank you, Shelley. And I love the fact that you said you may not agree. Yeah. And I think that's what stops us a lot of times. We think, oh, well, I have to agree with them. And I don't. Mm -mm. Can't agree with someone. I mean, you just don't see it. You don't see it the way they see it. Uh, I run a women's group uh, where we meet once a month. And it's a group about, you know, it's not sort of a, a business group, but it's about being more, having more, getting more in whatever area of life. Um, you want to grow, develop, or where you're having challenges and struggling. And very often um, you start to see something from someone else's perspective where you don't necessarily agree with them, but it's very real to them. And it's such a valuable thing um, to just not be defensive, but to really, really listen and be present. And there's more about that as we kind of go on. I'm sure we'll, it'll come up. Yeah, I'll bet. That's great. Thank you. Well, one of the things that our listeners love about our show, Shelley, is is they tell me they, they love the, the stories that our guests share. And mm -hmm. what I'd like to ask you to do is, is start by taking us a time in your life when, well, 
you kind of tripped up in a partnership. And, you know, tell us that story. What were you doing? What did you trip on? And, and what did you learn from that experience that helped you move forward? Oh, you're going to love this one. <laughs> <laughs> the stories are so valuable because they are our teachers, even when they're our own personal stories. And when we've come out the other side and we look back and we say, what did I learn from this? So here I'm going to give it to you sort of in a nutshell, um, Shelley's story. Um, and this really happened in my second marriage. Um, I was more conscious because obviously I've been doing my work for the last 10 years. And this marriage ended four and a half years ago. Um, it was incredibly, incredibly painful for me. You know, here was the relationship coach who turned into one of her clients. Uh, so when my husband said he needed to breathe and he walked out that door, um, I just didn't know how I was going to get through it. But I used all my tools, pulled on all the resources. And what really jumped out at me after I had transitioned that terrible, terrible pain was that I had abandoned myself in that marriage because I was working from a foundation of fear. And that fear was very much rooted and grounded in a childhood wound, um, in a belief system that um, sort of became apparent. You know, I was facilitating on a workshop uh, with another therapist and uh, an old memory came into my mind that I, I really had not remembered. I was four and a half years old at the time, and I was witnessing my parents, who had a very stormy marriage, having one of their arguments. And my father turned around to me in that argument, and he said, I can't take this anymore, and when you're older, I'm going to leave. Now, what is so amazing uh, with children is they will generally take responsibility for whatever's going wrong. And my little four-and-a-half-year-old self knew that I was wrong. I knew it was my fault that this was happening, but the hugest thing there was my daddy was going to leave. I had to be a really, really good girl. So that belief drove my behavior. And let's just fast forward to the adult Shelley in this marriage and it was something I'd also played out in other relationships so it was a pattern of behavior I had to be this really really good Shelley this good wife I had to do everything possible to make it work because I didn't want to be abandoned I didn't want to be rejected anything I feared it was financial ruin and I worked and I worked and I did and I did I didn't even stone onto it and a good relationship shouldn't be so hard. You know, I say to my clients, there's a relationship success formula. And you know when we have formulas, we can make things work? So here's the formula for relationship success. If you hold up five fingers on one hand, and on the other hand hold up one thumb, it's five times fun to one times issue. And in that marriage, I was experiencing five times issues mm. to one times fun. Um, so we were neurally wired to see one another as enemies. And I was investing with bad returns. So being that, you know, kind of the good girl, 
the childhood self so that he would love me clearly wasn't working. And that whole thing of abandoning myself because I was working from a foundation of fear, which is something I really learned and I will never, ever repeat again. Yeah, that that's... Thank you for that story. That's, that definitely illustrates essentially how we get in our own ways, right? Mm, very much. Because we're in it. We don't have the bird's eye view. Exactly. And we may be, you know, the one who's teaching about relationships, helping people overcome, you know, the brokenheartedness. And yet we can be in exactly the same situation. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the... The thing that you talked about of, you know, that that one phrase from your father, mm. that's all it took. It wasn't like, oh, this happened over and over. It was like he said one thing and it just landed. And um, you and took became, it on and you mm -hmm. built your life around it. Yeah, it became the foundation of a really, really, um, we would say in the, in, in the UK, a rubbish belief system. Mm. Um, and uh, it became conscious. And yet the pattern of behavior was still the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you if you would share another story with us. And, and this is going to be a slight difference, Shelley. Um, mm. What I'd, I'd love for you to share with us is a time in your life when, when you had what I call a dumb moment. One of those times where you're just like, how have I missed this for so long? And share with us what what happened in that situation and then what were you able to do with that kind of wake-up moment to turn it into a building block for the relationships of your future? Okay, so that moment I would call the epiphany moment. And you know those um, epiphany moments, you know exactly where you are. It's like start, time stands still. Mm -hmm. um, so there I was. Um, it was summertime. Um, we were enjoying one of those really beautiful summer days you know it's really warm in london clear skies and i was clearing up my garden and feeling quite resentful uh, because my husband had literally walked out of our marriage into another relationship and then i started to see things from a very different perspective where i realized that all the toxicity that was in my life had left my life i was surrounded by so much love and so much support I was experiencing the most amazing holidays, um, but more, more, more than anything else, what I had learned was that I could get out there and start dating again because I had done my clearing, I had transitioned that incredible pain, but that last bit of resentment that I was feeling disappeared completely when I realized what the benefits were, um, that I sort of started working from a foundation of appreciation and gratitude. And from that moment um, of knowing exactly what I wanted in my life from experiencing, experiencing what I didn't want, I became very boundaried. So I was able to go back into the dating world for the second time in my life um, after a relationship ended and use the information, the um, knowing what boxes had to be ticked, uh, ticked for me, you know, what I most valued, uh, what I really wanted in a relationship, and um, 
working with what I would call the four C's, I mention this um, very often, that there needed to be chemistry, but it was not a relationship based entirely on chemistry, which is one of the biggest mistakes we make mm -hmm. in dating. Um, needed to have a compatible relationship. And you can only have a compatible relationship when you share the same values. So my highest values, my five or six highest values, had to be shared by a partner. You know, if I value health, which is something I really do value, I value financial stability, I love dogs. I can't be with a partner who doesn't like dogs. Mm. You know, or if I'm into wheatgrass and he's into cocaine, we clearly have different values. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then I wanted to know that there was true connection. That's the third C, um, where I feel safe, um, where there's trust, uh, where we have um, exclusivity, and where I know he's got my back and I've got his back. So that for me is true connection, and also what I regard to be the reason down when couples lose connection, they don't feel safe, they don't trust, they don't have that sense of belonging, and you don't have your partner's back. Um, and where we can communicate, which is the fourth C. And um, I dated, and very quickly when I saw that that relationship uh, didn't have what it took to go into a future, I ended it. So I was very good at saying, no, this is not good for me. Um, you're an amazing person, um, you're a great looking person, but this is not good for a future. So working very authentically, not from fear, and with a very open heart. Fantastic. You know, one of the things that you said there, Shelley, really stood out to me, and that is that you, you were working from appreciation, and so you could go towards what you wanted mm -hmm. instead of trying to go away from what you didn't want. That's it. And by Makes doing all that, the you can easily go, oh, yeah, that's not what I want. That's fine. Nothing against you. You're just not what I'm looking for. Next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I have clients who say to me, yes, but, you know, she has this or he has that. And I say, yeah, but you know what? You're looking for apples and this person's a pear. There's nothing wrong with pears, but it's not what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny because... I often use, you know, food and, and recipes as an analogy. And, and it's like if you're baking, like you said, an apple pie and you keep shopping for cherries, well, you're never going to mm. be happy with that apple pie. You it won't taste right. And yeah. you don't know why. Well, because you put cherries in it. <laughs> True. <laughs> but you still call it an apple pie. I know. And, and I mean, how many times do we have to do it? Yeah. 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 Um, no, that's excellent. Well, let's shift gears a little bit, Shelley, and, and what I'm going to ask you to share with us now is a, a story of a time in your life when you had a partnership moment that, that just, it just lights you up. You think back on it and you can't help but smile. What would one of those be? There have been a number of them, Ken, but I'm going to go to what's current. Um, I'm a great networker. You know, I've built up a beautiful network in the 10 years that I've been living in London. I'm originally from South Africa. Um, but it's a relationship I'm working with now. So it's it works three ways because I'm currently going through a whole rebranding. We're doing a whole new website. So I'm getting ready for a very serious and an amazing 2017. 
Um, I'm working with my rebranding soulful designer, Marianne. Um, she's Swiss. Uh, I'm working with Lucy, who's developing a website, and my accountant, Ian. And there are three beautiful people. Um, so this is a partnership that works as a team because we really get one another. It's supportive. It's collaborative. It's very creative. It's fun. You know, the connection I mentioned just a few minutes ago about mm -hmm. trusting and feeling safe and that sense of belonging and having one another's backs. It meets needs. And I love sharing. I love sharing my network. You know, it's about being generous because there's so many people that this team can benefit. Um, and it takes me into what I would call the three E's, which is expanding, enhancing, and engaging. Um, so it's a very, very supportive partnership that works always because, um, especially for me, you know, where I'm looking uh, to expand, enhance, and engage in different ways and in different markets. And uh, here's the team. So beautiful partnerships. That's great. And I, I love how, as you described who the, the partners were, Mm -hmm. They have their own very specific role, mm -hmm. and they're there because of that. Not that they're something they're not, but you invited them in because of what what what's their true gifts. Yeah. Yeah, that's such um, a great, great gift that you give them by seeing them for what they're there for instead of going, oh, and can you also pick up these other things that really aren't related to you? Yeah, that's it. Really appreciating what they bring to the table. I mean, you've really made that point so clearly because – in, in other partnerships, often we expect our partner to have something else, and they don't have that. There's never one partner who will ever meet all of our needs. Um, and that's why you know, I'll say to you know friends or even someone I'm coaching, yeah, that's why we need our girlfriends, and that's why we need a brother or a sister. Um, because if we're looking to one person to meet all of our needs, we are going to be severely disappointed and devastated. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's a lot to ask. It really and it's is. impossible. It really is. And when you think about it, where did we even get that idea? It's not like you've had somebody in the past that met all your needs. Never. Mm. But that's somehow what we're thinking is the perfect person is the one that meets all of our needs as opposed to the person that shows up and they bring what they have to the table and we realize what that is. And if it's enough, great. If it's not, like you said, that's not what I'm looking for next. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's such a, who knows where that program came from, <laughs> but it doesn't serve us. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. I think it's that tiny baby having one person mm. or, you know, two people who meets all their needs and then expecting to find that in one partner. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen. Nope. <laughs> Well, Shelley, we've arrived at a part of the show I call Bring It All Home. And this mm -hmm. is where we step away from stories. Mm -hmm. And I ask you to share some, some simple concrete guidance for our listeners so they can take it and apply it directly into their lives. And, and where I'd like to start is I'm wondering what you would say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received. Um, I've been very privileged to work with some amazing therapists when I've um, done my couples training and um, you know Sue Wint James is one of them but one of the greatest teachers is a woman called Heidi Schleifer 
So if I may direct your listeners to a TED talk that she has. Um, and um, if they Google her, her first uh, name is H-E-D-Y, and then Schleifer, S-C-H-L-E-I-F-E-R. And it's called The Bridge. Um, and it's about building the bridge of connection, where each person takes responsibility for the space that they're creating in the relationship. It's about being fully present and going really slowly. So in all this training, the one thing that consistently and constantly comes out is go slowly. Um, when we're dating, um, when we're in a relationship, sometimes we're really wanting something so much that we just don't slow down. So it's about going slowly to determine um, in dating whether this person ticks the boxes has the same values, how they make you feel. And when you're in conflict, know that conflict is growth trying to happen. So take it even slower. Be present to this other person, take responsibility, and find out what it is that they're trying to say. But the TED Talk will explain that in a way that we don't have time to go into right now. Uh, and Heidi explains it magnificently. Fantastic. And I'm a huge fan of TED Talks, so I love that we're going to mm. reference that. Um, and for everybody listening, the link is on the show page. So if you're out and about, you can go to the Speaking of Partnership page, and we'll have a link there straight to the TED Talk so it's easy for you to access. Um, well, let me ask you this, Shelley. What would you say is the book or the resource that – that you feel you would, that be if you could pick one, that would be what you'd recommend to our listeners, and why that particular one? You're putting me on the spot here because I can't pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give you a couple of the books that well, I highly okay. recommend? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, the whole thing here, Ken, is about knowing yourself. If you really want to be successful in relationships, um, you've got to know yourself. So... Knowing your attachment style, and I don't want to go into the whole story of attachment, just read the book called Attached um, by Dr. Mia Levine and Rachel Heller. Um, if you're in a relationship and uh, you want to know what women really, really want and what men really, really want, um, get the other book. It's called Why Women Talk and Men Walk. It's by Patricia Love and Stephen Stosny. Um, I'm a huge fan of an American guy called Dr. John Demartini mm -hmm. and his book called The Heart of Love, which is very much about values, identifying values in other people, knowing your own, supporting people's values, and how to make relationships and love work. It's called The Heart of Love. Um, may I mention one other book? Okay. <laughs> Okay, it's called Receiving Love by Dr. Harville Hendricks and his wife, Helen McKelly Hunt. Um, they are very valuable books in knowing yourself and knowing what makes relationships, love, and communication work. Well, I'm glad you mentioned all four of those. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, really, really tremendous resources. And as you can imagine, some of those have been mentioned before by other guests and you know, specifically attached has been mentioned by several yeah. people. And I know that's really changed a lot of folks world is understanding mm -hmm. their attachment style. 
um, because it does. Like you said, you you know yourself then and go, oh, that's how I'm. That's how I work. Mm -hmm. It's not good or bad. Yeah. Just it's it's how I work. And when I know that, then I have the power to make choices that are informed. That's that's the um, definite thing about knowing ourselves because I say when there's awareness, there's clarity, and with clarity, we can choose a new direction, mm -hmm. make the changes, or do something differently. Mm -hmm. mm. Absolutely. Well, Shelley, it is pretty clear to me that you have an amazing treasure trove of information to share with our listeners. And what I'd love for you to do is share how can they contact you and learn more about what you do? Um, they can contact me through my website. Um, they can email me. There's a contact form on the website. And, um, yeah, uh, we can, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to them. And um, I'm on Facebook. I am, you know, across social media from Facebook to Instagram to um whatever it may be, they'll find me. If they just Google Shelly J. Whitehead, I'm there. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. And I just want to say, personally, your stories have been amazing. I love the four C's. I love the three E's. <laughs> <laughs> Such great reminders. And those little touchstones help us so much to be able to go back and go, oh, yeah, three E's. Oh, yeah, four C's. So thank you for sharing those with us, and thank you for being on the show today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been great chatting to you, Ken. Likewise. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.